ان الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونؤمن به ونتوكل عليه ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهدي الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له ونشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد ان سيدنا وسندنا وحبيبنا وشفيعنا ومولانا محمد عبده ورسوله ارسله الله بالهدى ودين الحق ليظهره على الدين كله ولو كره الكافرون ولو كره المشركون ولو كره المنافقون اما بعد فقد قال الله عز وجل في كتابه الكريم يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن الا وانتم مسلمون وقال عز وجل في شأن نبيه صلى الله عليه وسلم لقد جاءكم رسول من أنفسكم عزيز عليه ما عنتم حريص عليكم بالمؤمنين رؤوف رحيم فإن تولوا فقل حسبي الله لا إله إلا هو عليه توكلت وهو رب العرش العظيم وقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم في حديث معروف مشهور رواه مسلم عن ابي هريره رضي الله تعالى عنه ان رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم قال احب البلاد الى الله مساجدها وابغض البلاد الى الله اسواقها فالمسجد حرم الله في الارض واقرب ما عندنا إلى روضة من رياض الجنة ملتزمنا فيه بالآداب العدنية وبالأعمال النبوية وهو حما ممنوع لمن فر من أهوال وآفات الدنيا فإن الحرم فإن الحرم المكي هو المكان الذي لجأ إليه أبونا آدم عليه السلام بعد أن هبط من الجنة ليذكر الله تبارك وتعالى ولكي يلجأ إلى الله تبارك وتعالى من مشاكل الدنيا ومن أكبر مشاكلها الانقطاع عن الله تبارك وتعالى فهو بيت الله تبارك وتعالى وإن الله أكرم الأكرمين تعالى أن يزور بيته أحد ولا يلقى منه في هذا البيت إكراماً فهذا المسجد إخوتي الكرام هذا المسجد الذي نحن نجلس فيه الآن قد لجأ إليه من يريد العلم فتعلم كما ذكر أخونا زياد قبل الخطبة إننا عندنا دروس يوميا من آيات كتاب الله تبارك وتعالى وأحاديث النبوية على صاحبها الصلاة والسلام أحاديث تروى بإسناد متصل وبدراية وتعليم وتشريح يرد عن أكابرنا وأجدادنا بتشريح صالح وبالإضافة إلى ذلك يوجد دروس أسبوعيا عن فقه الإسلام وعقيدة الإسلام و تاريخ الإسلام وآداب الإسلام وبالإضافة إلى ذلك يزور هذا المسجد 
علماء العلماء الكرام الذي وصفهم النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم بأصحاب وراثة النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم وراثة الأنبياء عليهم الصلاة والسلام فقد لجأ إلى هذا المسجد من يريد العلم فتعلم ومن يريد الصحبة الطيبة فوجدها إخوة الكرام في هذا البلد من الناس من يسلم يصبح مسلما يترك الكفر ويصبح مسلما يشهد أن لا إله إلا الله هل تعلمون النسبة منهم النسبة التي التي منهم يستقر على الإسلام هو قريب من خمسين بالمئة يعني من الاثنين اللذان يسلمان يستقر على الإسلام واحد فقط لماذا؟ لأن لأن في هذا البلد من يسلم ولا مسجد له وفي هذا البلد من يسلم ولا يجد ما لا يجد من يرشده على طريق الإسلام فهذا المسجد إخوتي الكرام حتى ولو تعلمون ولا تعلمون فيه دروس أسبوعيا لمن يسلم يكون مسلما جديدا أنا والشيخ موسى والدكتور عارف وكثير من الإخوان الطيبين نعطي أرقامنا ونعطي أوقاتنا ونعطي صحباتنا تعرف هل تعرف إني أحد يسلم يسلم من جديد عنده مسائل مشاكل كثيرة لا تعرفه من 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 ولد في الإسلام فيوجد من يأتي هذا المسجد ليس فقط يعني من يريد العلم من يريد الهداية فيهتدي يهتدي بفضل الله تبارك وتعالى هذا يعني سبب فخر لهذا المسجد أننا عندنا برامج هكذا أن من يسلم لا يترك بوحده لا يكون ك ك ك ك كالقاسية يأكله الذئب ونحن نحن ما شاء الله يعني هذا سبب فخر لنا أنها في هذا المسجد من يريد الهداية يهتدي ومن يريد الصحبة الطيبة يجدها ومن الناس من يأتي هذا المسجد يريد الرزق فيجدها كثير من الناس ليس لا فقط أذكر أذكر من يريد الصدقة فيعطى فهذا يعني عددها لا يحصى لكن الناس يأتون يريدون الوظيفة أو يريدون بيتا يسكنون فيها بسلامة وبعزة يحفظ عزته بين الناس لكي لا يسأل الناس إلحافا فالإمام وأصحاب اللجنة والمصلين المعتادين إلى إتيان الصلاة يساعدون هؤلاء ومن الناس من يريد الحياة فيحيا ماذا أقصد بذلك؟ إنكم ربما لا تعلمون لكن يوجد من الشباب يوجد من النساء يوجد من الرجال يوجد من الكبار من يتصل بالمسجد ينوي الانتحار ينوي أن يقتل نفسه ولا يجد ما كان يلجأ إليه إلا بيت الله تبارك وتعالى إلا بيت الله تبارك وتعالى الناس يأتون هذا المكان بمشاكلهم يلجأون إليه لأنه حرم الله في أرضه من هبط عن الجنة يحتاج يحتاج بمكان يشعر بنفسه بحفاظ فيه فهذا ما 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 معنى هذا المسجد وربما الله سبحانه وتعالى أنعم على كثير منا أننا لا نشعر بهذا الفزع عادة لكن منا من قد شعر به لجأ إلى هذا المسجد ومن لم يشعر به يحفظه الله تبارك وتعالى لكن إذا في المستقبل شعر به 
يعرف المكان الذي يفزع إليه وهذه نعمة عظيمة عند الله تبارك وتعالى فنحن بدأنا هذا الحديث بكلام النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم عن أحب البلاد إلى الله أن المساجد أحب البلاد إلى الله تبارك وتعالى فنروي أيضا عن النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم عن سهل بن معاذ وهو ابن أنس الجهني عن أبيه رضي الله تعالى عنه أن رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم قال من أعطى لله ومنع لله منع لله وأحب لله وأبغض لله يعني المحبة والإعطاء مختارنان والبغض والمنع يختارنان يوجد قران بينهما من أعطى لله ومنع لله وأحب لله وأبغض لله يعني إذا أحببت شيئا أعطيت له والنبي والنبي صلى الله عليه وسلم أيضا هو الذي قال لا يؤمن أحدكم حتى يكون هواه تبع لما جئت به فإن أحب هذا البيت الله تبارك وتعالى أنتم أحبوه أحبوه وأعطوا له وأعطوا وأنفقوا عليه من أعطى لله ومنع لله وأحب لله وأبغض لله وأنكح لله فقد استكمل الإيمان وهذا حديث رواه أحمد والبيهقي وأبو داود والحاكم بروايات مختلفة الألفاظ تختلف يعني قليلا يعني من رواية إلى رواية رواية لكن هي تقريبا نفس الألفاظ وبالنسبة إلى هذه الألفاظ رواه الحاكم وقال حديث صحيح على شرط الشيخين ولم يخرجاه والذهبي يعلق عليه أنه صحيح على شرط البخاري وصلى الله تبارك وتعالى وسلم على سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين All praises to Allah and may his peace and blessings be upon his servant and messenger our master Sayyidina Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Abu Huraira radiallahu ta'ala anhu narrates that the messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said that the most beloved of places to Allah ta'ala are its masajid and the most hated of places to Allah ta'ala are its markets and this masjid is nothing short of being a haram of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala the word haram, we use it to describe Makkah Mukarramah and the sacred boundary that surrounds it. And we use it to describe the Masjid Al-Haram. The word haram means something that is inviolable. Something that is inviolable, something that is sacred. The, the haram has its own adat, it has its own adab. It has its own peculiar customs and it has its own uh, protocols that a person should follow when they come to this haram. And the reason for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sanctifying uh, the first haram and making it, setting it apart from the other lands in this earth was that our father Sayyidina Adam alayhi salam when he was sent down from Jannah to this earth for a test which was decreed that he would have to go through from before the heavens and the earth were created. He cried out to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the moment of darkness, in the moment of separation, in the moment of, of confusion, in the moment of difficulty of being away from Jannah, and more importantly being away from Allah and being away from the sacred communion with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that he felt in the celestial realm. And 
when he cried out to Allah Ta'ala, Allah Ta'ala told him, go to such and such place. In that place, you will find my house. In that place, when you enter, you will remember Jannah. When you come to that place, come to that place with the adab, with the protocols of, of Jannah, with the protocols of paradise. Meaning what? Shed your earthly clothes. Come in your ihram. Don't, don't defecate. Don't urinate. Don't have sexual relations. Don't do those things that the animals do. Rather, when you come into that place, come like the angels come. When you come in that place, come like the angels come to that place. If you call upon me, I'll answer you. You will feel my sacred presence in that place. This is why every one of the Prophets have honored and revered this Haram of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And Sayyidina Adam traveled over great distance in order to come to that place. And every one of the Prophets they honored and revered that place, if not actually physically visited that place. It's not built by Sayyidina Ibrahim He was the one who reconsecrated it out of after a great period of its disuse from the people. It was a sacred place from the time of Sayyidina Adam. Brothers and sisters, this quality of the first haram, this is a quality that every masjid has. This is a quality that every masjid has. This masjid is a sanctuary that's inviolable. As long as we give this sanctuary its right, which is to establish the prayer five times a day, and to give the adhan in this place uh, with every prayer, and to gather the people for Jumu'ah, because we made the intention of Jumu'ah, that we come into this place, we don't do those things that we do in other places. You don't see people eating and drinking in this place. You don't see people talking about the dunya in this place. You don't see people arguing or worrying about money in this place. You're not supposed to do those things. In fact, so much so to the point, this is the understanding of our akabir and our mashayikh. Malik rahimahullah ta'ala, he, he disliked even that a, a donation box be put inside the masjid. Why? Because it reminds people of the, of the uh, ahwal of the dunya, of the, of the, the, the states of material things. This is a, a, a preference that I mentioned in order for people to be in the same mind frame, the same mindset. I'm not trying to take the box out of the masjid. They had, a, they had an entire state apparatus that would fund their masajid. We don't have those things. We have to make the masjid run the way that we understand how. The point is, is what? Is that the best of this ummah, our aslaf, the first generations of this ummah, the best of this ummah were people who understood what the actual meaning of the masjid was, that it's supposed to be a, a, a little a sneak peek at Jannah that a person could come and remember Allah Ta'ala in this place, there is no Arabi and Ajami. In this place, there is no black and white. In this place, there is no rich and no poor. If you show up on time, you will sit in the first row. The one who loves Allah the most, that's the person in the akramakum indallahi atqaqum in this place. The most honored and noble of people is the one who loves Allah the most. Outside, your money is what makes you. You could be a foul and disgusting person. But if you have money in your pocket, people will love you and exalt you, not in this place. In this place, who's the king? The one who loves Allah and His Rasul Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And the person who's in the back row, they could have all the money in, this, in the world in this place. That person is the, the, uh, uh, the, the one who is in the back. The one in the back. The Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, he said that there are some people, they will keep, they will keep lagging behind until Allah Ta'ala leaves them behind. Meaning what? They'll keep coming to the back row of the masjid until Allah Ta'ala will leave them behind in this world and the hereafter. This masjid is not like that. This masjid doesn't have Democrat and Republican. This masjid doesn't have war. This masjid doesn't have, uh, 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 you know, 
monkey dunya pseudo soda macrofan it doesn't have makar it doesn't have uh, a kaid it doesn't it's not there's no treachery this masjid is one of the few places in the dunya that's right because we gather here with a right intention and that has a great meaning with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala the love of the masjid is, uh, is there with Allah ta'ala because of that reason my brothers and sisters there's a hadith of the messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam that one of you will not perfect his belief until his own desires, his own feelings inside of his heart are conformant with that which I brought. One of you will not perfect your belief until their desires are conformant with that which I brought. Meaning what? If this is the most beloved of places to Allah Ta'ala, this is the most beloved of places to you and I as well. If we're people of belief. This place, imagine that, you know, if you say something to somebody in Parma, and say, I live in Parma, if you say something, uh, say, say to somebody who's just outside of the masjid, doesn't know who Allah and His Rasul is, they'll think of something inside of their mind. It's not really an exclusive uh, zip code to be living in. It's not really uh, something that is going to impress a lot of people. You say the word of Parma to a person who knows Allah and His Rasul all of a sudden there's honor in it, there's izzah in it. Someone says, this is where the house of Allah Ta'ala is. Imagine Allah Ta'ala, His Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam instructed us to honor, to honor the guest. Do you think a person will be a guest in the house of Allah Ta'ala and Allah Ta'ala will leave them empty-handed? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Rather, Allah Ta'ala honors His guest in a way that the creation cannot fathom. Just like all of Allah Ta'ala's sifat, all of His, uh, all of his uh, attributes are unlike the attributes of the creation. So brothers and sisters, this house is a place where a person who wishes for knowledge comes and they receive it, they learn something. There are durus of hadith of the Prophet every day after Isha, most days after Fajr as well. Uh, there are uh, the hadith of the Prophet is narrated with an unbroken chain and with sound interpretation. The meanings of the ayat of the Quran are given daily. The ahkam of fiqh are dispensed daily in this uh, Mubarak place. Weekly we have, uh, we have durus of fiqh, we have uh, talks about the history of Islam, the history of the civilization. We have a halaqa for new Muslims, so people who are interested in Islam. Uh, and you may not know this if, you're, if this is not something that's relevant to you, you may not even know it happens, but it happens. If you're interested in Islam, or if you just became Muslim and wish to learn the basics, or if you wish to help out with uh, uh, that process, that journey for people, there's a halaqa in this masjid for those people. It happens on a weekly basis. You know, in this country, when a person becomes a Muslim, we have like a 50% attrition rate, which is absolutely atrocious, it's horrible. Meaning out of every two people who say, La ilaha illallah Muhammad Rasulullah, with conviction inside of their heart and sincerity on their tongue, one of them will slip by the wayside. And mostly it's because there's nobody there to help them, nobody there to guide them, nobody there to give them good advice. Some of us, we give advice very freely. We're very generous people, not with our money, but with our, with our words. And some of us really shouldn't be giving advice. Those people need a special type of advice that is only dispensed by people of knowledge and people of wisdom. Most masajid don't have anything like that. And so those people will fall by the wayside. This masjid has a place. When a person says, La ilaha illallah, uh, when a person says, La ilaha illallah, uh, there is somebody uh, in this masjid that will give them, a person of knowledge that will give them their phone number. Sheikh Musa, myself, will give the people our phone numbers. We say come every week on Tuesday. There are people in this masjid that will invite them over to their house. 
you know, uh, for a barbecue or for social. The sisters will be accepted by the sisters, the brothers by the brothers. What is this place? It's like the Haram of Allah Ta'ala, the person who needs sanctuary, who needs protection from the, from the difficulties of the world. They come and they receive it in this place. Inshallah, we received a request. Please move forward because it's a, 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 a holiday weekend. Uh, the message is already filling up and the people don't have a place to come. So please move forward and move to your right as much as you can. And there are those who want to, uh, who want to come to this place and receive guidance, they receive it. There are those who want good company and they receive it from the sisters, from the brothers, from the elders, from the grown men. There are people who come to this place, brothers and sisters, and they want to live, and they live. What do I mean by that? More than one, more than one time, I've received a call in this, in this uh, masjid. So-and-so person wants to talk to the shaykh. I have no idea what people are going to say. I mean, I receive calls almost on a daily basis, two or three of them. Different languages, different people, different ages. I receive calls of people who say, I'm, I, I want to kill myself. I'm going to kill myself. Shaykh, what do I do? I can't go on living anymore. Who do they call? At that point, they're not going to call school. They're not going to call their job. They're not going to call Bank of America and Chase and Fifth Third. What's the only one place that they can come to for refuge? I mean, imagine a person is going through a difficulty like that. I've actually prayed the, the, the janazah of not one, I've prayed the janazah of three people who killed themselves. It happens. It happens. And what, ha what, what it is, is oftentimes those people, if there's no one there to take them by the hand in their time, in their, literally their hour of need. The shaitan gets the upper hand over them and they do something terrible. They do something horrible. I get calls in this masjid, Shaykh, I want to end my life. They call not because they want to do something wrong. They want to live, they want to do the right thing, they find no other way out. What's the last thing that they, that they trust? Is that Allah and His Rasul Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, they're the only ones I can trust in this dunya. The closest thing I can get to them is what to call the house of Allah Ta'ala because it's the haram of Allah Ta'ala. This is the sanctuary within these, within these walls. This is the only place where things are right. People don't even have the tawfiq to come to the place, they'll call the place on the phone. You speak with them, I, these types of calls, sometimes I'm on the, on the call for over an hour or for several hours sometimes. Why? Because of the sheer desperation the person is in. And what happens at the end of it? They have hope again. They strive again. They decide not to do it. They decide not to, not to, not to follow the path of shaitan. They decide to go on and struggle in the path of Allah Ta'ala. You know for a person who is just struggling to live, for them just to decide that I'm going to struggle and go through the difficulties of tomorrow, that decision itself is a great act of piety with the Lord. If there's nobody for them to call on the other end, what are they going to do? There are people in this masjid, they call, they don't know where else to go. Like, do I look like a career uh, service? Do I look like uh, some social service uh, uh, organization? Absolutely not. Look at the people in the front row. Is that what they look like? No, but they're the ones that, 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 that people turn to in their desperation. One of the, one of the, one, one brother called, he said, I was taken in by ICE for no reason. They kept me in for a year and a half and then they released me with no charge. 
Literally, a person came straight to the masjid because they had no idea where else to go. I have nowhere to live, I have, I have no job, I have nothing, I'm willing to work, I'm not asking for a handout. I took, this, I took this brother from place to place, three different places until he finally got a job and got settled. Literally was, was like, gonna live on the street. He has a job, he works now. You know, not everybody's a scammer. When someone comes into the masjid, the first reaction is, uh, these people are, it's not everybody's a scammer. In fact, very few people are scammers. Most people actually need help. In fact, sometimes the scammers need more help than anybody else does. The fact is, what? They have nowhere to turn. These people have nowhere to turn except for the house of Allah Ta'ala. This is something Allah Ta'ala, I pray that Allah Ta'ala, these types of services, none of you ever need. People take it for granted. They're like, well, I'm going to pray anyway. It's farther anyway. Some other, there's some you know, rich guy, he'll fund the masjid, you know. And like, I'm just going to come to Jum'ah late and I'm going to leave as soon as the salam is done and I'm out of here. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala keep you in a good state. Allah ta'ala protect you from every calamity. But brothers and sisters, the fact of the matter is the masjid is not only for the pious, it's for everybody and we need it. We need it. Somebody's amin in this room, you look around and you see these people and you're like, I don't know any of these people. I don't know who these people I don't even want to know who these people are. I promise you they will come or you're gonna to want to know every single one of them. Because one of the amins in this room might save all of us one day. One of the amins in this room may save all of us one day. Not just in the akhirah, in the dunya as well. There's a hadith of the Prophet that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala looks at the earth, he sees the oppression, he sees the sin, he sees the heedlessness. He sees the, the mischief that people cause. And he wishes to what? He wishes to destroy the people. And the people, really, they deserve to be destroyed. protect us. We admit our fault in front of the people. The angels, what did they say when they first saw mankind? He said, Are you going to put in this earth those people who are going to uh, spread mischief and spill blood? What's the point of creating them? We already are here. We're pure. We glorify your praises and we, we keep you as sacred, as holy. They're the ones who defile you. Allah Ta'ala says to them in response, I know something you don't. I know something you don't. You don't need to give your advice right now. I know something about this creation that you don't know. So the hadith is Allah Ta'ala wishes to destroy the, 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 the creation because of their mischief in the earth. And then he looks at three groups of people. The people who wake up in the, in the, in the early part of the morning before Fajr and they ask Allah for forgiveness. Allah forgives them he, and He gives, it's like a snooze button on the Yom Al-Qiyamah. He gives everybody else a chance that maybe that person, the others around that person will wake up tomorrow and also ask for forgiveness. And then when I see the second group of people, the people who love each other for the sake of Allah. And then this, when I see the third group of people, which is what? The people who come to the masjid again and again. This masjid is not something that we should take for granted. And you know, I know, I, I know more than anybody else. Because my day and my night is in the masjid. Sometimes people, they have frustrating experiences here. But the masjid is not about me, it's not about the board, it's not about you, it's not about any of the people that come to this place. In any capacity other than they're the people of La ilaha illallah and they come to worship Allah Ta'ala. This is the house of Allah. This is the house of Allah, brothers and sisters. It doesn't matter who else is here or who isn't here, whether you like the imam, whether you don't like the imam, whether you like the board, you don't like the board. Everybody has an intuitive understanding and knowledge inside of their house that if you come to this place, you ask Allah Ta'ala and He gives you. 
Somebody once called and said, Shaykh, I don't even know how to come to the masjid. I know so little about Islam, I don't even know what to do in the masjid. I feel stupid sometimes. I just sit in the masjid and I feel good and I don't read anything. I, don't do I, said, I said, this is itself an act of worship. This is itself an act of worship that you sit in the house of Allah Ta'ala and you feel secure in this place. This is itself a sign of Iman. This is a great gift, brothers and sisters, Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Ta'ala has given us. And this place is the most beloved to Allah Ta'ala for that reason. And the Messenger of Allah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, whoever loves for the sake of Allah, and whoever hates for the sake of Allah, and whoever gives for the sake of Allah, and whoever withholds for the sake of Allah, and whoever marries for the sake of Allah, that person has completed their iman, that person has perfected their iman. Meaning what? Allah loves this place. And the Messenger of Allah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, your iman is not complete until you, your desires are conformant with what Allah brought. And the Messenger of Allah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said what? He said, whoever loves for the sake of Allah and tied with that is to give for the sake of Allah. And whoever hates for the sake of Allah and tied with that is to withhold giving for the sake of Allah. Don't worry about Boxing Day sales. What you have already is enough, it's more than enough. Don't enrich those people who have bad intentions with the creation of Allah Ta'ala. You don't need to watch Netflix. You don't need to watch uh, 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 you know, whatever blasphemy there is on, on, on Netflix and uh, these types of things. There's many things to make you happy in life, I promise you. If you give for the sake of Allah Ta'ala, the money that you save from those shayateen, if you give for the sake of Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Ta'ala and withhold from those shayateen, this is a sign of the perfection and the beauty of your iman. This is something, again, I say, I stress, I pray that none of us ever have to use these, uh, uh, you know, come to the masjid in such a state of desperation. May Allah Ta'ala give all of you afiyah and safety and security, soundness for all the days of your life. But if anyone ever hits calamity, they know exactly where to come. And the masjid will be there for you, brothers and sisters. The masjid will be there for you. And the people who participate, the people who participate, you know how many, I've been here for less than six months, more than a dozen people easily I've given the shahada to. From saying La ilaha illallah and entering from kufr into iman all the way until the, 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 the brothers who come and read dars in the office from the books of hadith that people don't know about and everything in between. Whoever takes it upon themselves to take a share of that burden, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, may He give them the complete and undivided reward uh, of all of those things that nobody hears about, nobody knows, but it doesn't matter whether people know about it or hear about it or not. Allah ta'ala knows, Allah ta'ala hears. May Allah ta'ala give, uh, give the reward to all of those who uh, shoulder their share of the burden. A share of the burden they shoulder, Allah ta'ala give all, them all of the reward. Wa sallallahu tabarak wa ta'ala wa sallam ala Sayyidina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in قولي هذا وأستغفر الله لي ولكم ولسائر المسلمين فاستغفروه إنه هو الغفور الرحيم <تصفيق>